Welcome back to the Hot Healed Girl podcast. It's actually funny when I record some of my courses and I'm like, welcome. I like find myself wanting to say this, but like, it's not the (laughs) podcast. So anyways, we, it's funny because we have a moderate game plan today. Um, We both were listening to podcasts that we actually really wanted to talk about because they were super interesting and they tie very well into each other. (laughs) Um, So I was listening to a podcast all about abundance and scarcity and money mindset and how that like literally dictates your life changes your life like how you look at things all that stuff and then you were listening to a podcast about friendship which let's be real has a lot to do with abundance and scarcity yeah and just the way they were presenting everything it was very similar to like the abundance and scarcity mindset and like how we view friendships and then how we view ourselves as a friend so okay so start there yeah um so they were talking about because you know like And I guess I related to it because I'm very similar in this way. Like I never want to bother someone. I always feel like I'm wanting, I'm bothering somebody. If I like reach out to them and be like, Mm -hmm. Hey, like, can you help me with this? Or do you want to hang out with this? Or they were also talking about like when people cancel on you and stuff like that. But, um, they were saying, you know, like they were talking to different people and everyone was like, well, I don't, I don't want to ask someone like, for example, can you pick me up at the airport? Or if I had an emergency in the middle of the night, I don't know who I would call. And they were like, well, if this friend called you in the middle of the night to ask you for help, how would you react? And they would be like, I would be honored that they asked me. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where, and I'm like, I am that exact person because I would be like, I don't want to bother them. Like they're asleep. I don't, I don't want to do this, that, whatever. Um, but then I was thinking about it in that perspective, like vice versa. If this person called me in the middle of the night, like absolutely. I would a hundred percent. I mean, if anyone's calling you in the middle of the night, you know, it's fucking serious. Let's be real. (laughs) But even, you know, like just picking them up from the airport and they were also relating it to like would you do this for a romantic partner and you know like yeah you would 100% do that pick somebody up from the airport if they were your romantic partner and they're just saying like if you want this friendship to be like something serious Mm -hmm. like you know they're a life partner Mm mm-hmm even though they're not a romantic partner. And so they're like, think about it that way, like treat it that way. Because the lady that was doing the podcast, she was like, I had this experience recently where somebody asked me to pick them up from the airport and it was like really late. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't like staying up late. I don't want to. And then she was like, but this person is somebody that I want in my life. And if this was a romantic partner, I would absolutely do it. No questions asked. And I, so I have a lot of things to say about that. Number one, I think it's very interesting. I was talking to a couple of clients yesterday about flipping things, like talking, when you're talking to yourself, talking to yourself Mm -hmm. the way you talk to your best friend, right? So it's very similar to that because yeah, we, so this is obviously tying into health at this point now, because 
if you are talking bad about yourself, like we've said a million times before, you cannot heal a body that you dislike, that you talk that way about, right? Your subconscious mind has like 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. You're not going to control all of those. But if for the most part, you're able to get them in the direction that that's the life you want, then you are going to literally manifest your life, right? Emotions are energy in motion. But anyways, so that was that side part because I literally told two separate people yesterday on two separate calls. They had nothing to do with each other. They're on completely different protocols, parts in their protocols. And I was like, you have to talk to yourself the way you would talk to your best friend. You have to shift those things, right? Like I know if I'm ever like, oh, I'm a little tubby today. Like if my best friend was saying that about herself, I would be like, you're a fucking idiot. You look amazing. And I know she would do the same thing about me. Like I literally hear her voice in my head or Dan's voice. It doesn't matter. But like, he's my partner. So sometimes we brush them off. But like, I hear my best friend's voice voice in my head when I say those things about myself, because I know what she would say about me. And I know what I would say about her. Like it's yeah. a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so funny how our minds constantly do that. And it's such, it, it is such a mental thing. Like switching that yeah like you immediately think it's a big shift if you think about what I talk to my best friend like that you're immediately like absolutely not no you're or you'd be a mean person because we're so sometimes we can be so so mean to ourselves and so critical of ourselves and like Mm -hmm. I love my best friend so much I would never say a bad word about her I'm also some people are pettier right some people love to talk shit I'm not a shit talker I don't like to be that type of person the people that I truly love in my life like I will never talk a bad word about them like Mm -hmm. I might talk to someone about them, but it's never going to be a bad life. But that's just a me thing. Like my best friend growing up, never spoke bad about her. My best friend in high school, I never talked shit about her to anyone else. Like, it's just like the close people in my life. I'm like, I don't even know how people do, but that's a, I don't know. People are different. Mm -hmm. But because of that, it gets you thinking like, if someone were to say that about them, I would immediately come to their defense. And why am I saying all these things about myself? Why am I allowing these things on a daily basis to run through my mind? Ooh, hate that. But so then it it tied into what you were saying because you were like, would you do this for them? And I was like, same thing. Talk like, would you do this for your best friend? Would you do this for your partner? And I think that like, I'm a big fan of boundaries, but there also are places where you do have to, if you want a relationship to work, sometimes you do have to be a little bit adaptable. I'm not saying like you stay out all the time for them, but like if the only time they can meet up is that one night or like you have to drive a little bit further and then stay up a little bit later. Like for me, you know, I don't like to stay up late, but like I've gone to all my friends' weddings because I know that like, I want them to come to mine, mm-hmm. all my close friends' weddings. And I've talked about how I've missed a lot of weddings and that's on purpose. <laughs> yeah. And I think the other side of the spectrum too, is if you're constantly doing stuff for someone who doesn't reciprocate oh, yeah. anything, like we've talked about this before, but it's, I think that's when it's okay to like pull back a little bit. Oh, but 100%. If it's if it's very much like a give and take relationship. If they do things for you the same as you do things for them, right? My one friend, we live far apart. She lives in New Jersey. I live in Pennsylvania now. And every time like my parents, she doesn't live that far from our hometown. But every time I was up there, she would come home to her parents so that we could hang out or anytime she's down here like I'm up there like right we're always trying to meet in the middle the best we can if we know the other person's going to be around Mm -hmm. but now that my parents don't live there anymore it's much harder to get together because I'm not there out of convenience so it's like okay we're going to be on vacation in New Jersey I know it's still far from you but will you come or like so on and so forth she was like 
saying maybe they'll take a trip down here. And I was like, yeah, it's like, it's not the easiest to get together, but like, we're trying to make it as reciprocal as possible because we know that it's, if we don't put the effort in, it's not going to work. And on the flip side, I had a close friend from high school who back in high school, I think she was a better friend or maybe I was just blind to it. Um, she did things for me, but she's always been a more self-centered person and it was fine for the time. But like, as we got older, it was always me buying flights to go see her. Anytime she was in town, I would drive up from Delaware and it's not, I mean, I live two hours away. I'm not saying it's super close, but she also never once came to me, not Mm -hmm. in college, not afterwards, like those sorts of things. And so the fact that it was every single time I was going to see her and me always texting, like it came to a point where it was not worth my energy. I was like, it's not a reciprocal relationship and it's not even a good relationship, right? Like it's not reciprocal, but she's also just like selfish. Like it feels like every time we talk, it's all about her. And once I bring something about me, it's like, so you have to know when it's not worth your energy. And like, it was a hard decision for me because it was someone I loved so much. And when like she was very there for me at certain points in my life and that's why it was hard for me to let go of right when I was in my emotionally abusive relationship in high school she was one of the only people that ever stood up for me when he would like yell at me in front of people which is like so embarrassing to say but like whatever when like all that stuff her and my one other friend they were the only two that ever stood up for me because I would just I can stand up for myself but when he was drunk I would not deal with it because I'm like I'm not gonna explode this into something it doesn't have to be he's drunk I'm sober I'm just gonna sit here and take it and we're gonna talk about it in the morning because it's literally not worth my energy maybe not the best decision by me but for them they were never gonna let me get talked to in front of people like that and so that's why it was so hard to let me go because I know that there was so much love there but like I, what am I going to, it is hard enough to maintain relationships with people I want to maintain relationships with, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like I said, my best friend lives in fucking New Jersey. It is hard enough for us to see each other and for us to find time to FaceTime each other and text each other. Like, and she actually reciprocates sometimes more than me. So like, it's funny. Courtney's just hard to get a hold of y'all. No, I'm not. <laughs> I just like, don't even think about texting she people. Just, I'm not going to lie. You do have good boundaries. That's what it is. I have very good boundaries. My phone is off at 8 p.m. every day. But Mm -hmm. that's also like, and like, I don't go to things I don't want to go to anymore. Yeah. It's just not it for me. I've had so many times in my life where my body has told me not to do things. And like, I've been like, oh, I can do it. And then afterwards, like I get sick or like a lot of the times my body has to give me boundaries. So that's why I started having very strict boundaries because my, I don't want my body to do that for me anymore. Like, I don't want to fucking get sick. I don't want to have symptoms. I don't want to not sleep good the night before. I don't want to, like, there's just so many, I don't want my body to have to draw the lines for me. So I'm very good about it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, yeah, definitely experienced that in the past couple of years. And just like, I guess I can relate it to getting older, but I just... <laughs> know when I feel good and I know when I don't feel good and I don't want to do things that I feel like I have to recover for a whole day because of lack of sleep or whatever and I think that's the difference for me is don't get me wrong I don't love to recover from lack of sleep but part of what was keeping me sick was loving that I had an excuse to not do things I wanted to do like I Mm -hmm. loved it (laughs) wow I don't have to go and I really didn't want to go so having boundaries and like speaking my truth was part of healing for me so that 
I didn't hold on to that anymore so that I could actually finally heal because it just happened all the time. Like the universe was talking for me, whatever you want to say, my body was talking for me and I'm so fucking sick of being sick all the time. So that's why I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't don't give one shit. I'm gonna tell you, I don't want to go to your wedding because I know I'm not going to end up there anyways, because a couple of places I don't want to go surprise. They happened to be during those two months I was bedridden. I'm not even joking. It was like three things I really didn't want to do. I didn't want to do them so badly, but I was like, I'll go because it's the right thing. Right. I want that person at my wedding. I want that person at my bachelor party, whatever it is. Shit. If my body didn't talk for me. So now I'm like, fuck it. We're not doing things we don't want anymore. I don't even give a shit. I'll apologize. And the people that truly mean something to me will understand. Mm-hmm. right? Like you're just like, no, you have good boundaries. Like you understand it. Yep. It's just not it for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And also and that's okay. And also having to recover from shit sucks. It really does. <laughs> the, I like up, I said, yeah, I stayed up late two weekends ago. How late? Like 2 a.m.? Honestly, actually, yeah. Because by the oh. time we got home from... Uh, we were at a friend's house and I was like trying to get Reed to leave for like an hour and so and then we had like a 40 minute drive home Oof. and so yeah by the time I was in bed it was close to two and so I slept until like one o'clock and then I wake up and I'm still like Ugh. yeah it's just like <laughs> not a great feeling and I'm like I feel like my whole I mean essentially my whole Sunday was gone yeah I mean, because you woke up at one. I, yeah, it's like I half slept the day. day. And I still felt like I was groggy, so I didn't want to do anything. And yeah, just it's just not worth it for me anymore. I don't know if I could tell you the last time I was up till two. It's funny because I've been never the girl that wanted to stay up even um, like pre-COVID times was when I like went out and stuff. And it was like legit twice a year. People would know you won't see me out past midnight often and when it would happen people like wow you're still here and I was like woohoo twice a year like you'll see me here and then tomorrow will just be a relaxing day I like have to very well prepare for it like it has to be a plan Mm -hmm. and just spring that on me yeah the last time I was that I remember being like up till like one was Thanksgiving Eve and it is not what you expected we just got in late our plane got delayed (laughs) And then we got home and we were still, we were starving. And then by the time we actually got to bed, it was like one, it was not like a wild Thanksgiving Eve. It was just going to Florida. And so my mother and I woke up the next day and we had already signed up for the turkey trot. Uh, so we were at least going to go pick up our shirts, honestly, because <laughs> she's like, we signed up, we have to go pick up our shirts. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And of course she was like, we don't have to do it if you don't want to. Cause like, we all didn't go to sleep till one. And I was like, let's just walk. We might as well walk. Like we're going to have a nice Thanksgiving. Like, let's just go on a leisurely morning walk. <laughs> That's like what we always end up doing for the turkey trots. Cause it's happened a couple of years where like when they lived in New Jersey, one of us would get sick cause November it gets cold and it sometimes people get sick <laughs> and we would just be like, okay, at least we're going to walk three miles today. Like that's some nice activity. Mm-hmm. That would be me. I'd be turkey walking, not trotting. Honestly, a lot of people walk. You'd be surprised. Like there's a lot of like strollers, people walking with them. So I always say that I just think it's a great tradition because like I think of one day when I have kids and I want them to like see us being physically active, but also I Mm -hmm. would love to just get everyone together and get a group picture in the morning before anything and also to get some movement in. 
Yeah. You walk I see it, like if you're hanging out with family and have family there, that. that would be fun. I've, uh, that's like why we're building the tradition now, just me and my mom, because Dan signed up, but I didn't even wake him up last time. It was, we went to bed late. He needed the sleep and he was mad. He was like, why don't you wake me up? Okay. So this may seem abrupt, but uh, my Wi-Fi cut out. So it was not Emily for once. But we're going to get back into the conversation. So like, yeah, I get it. This is a weird jump. You were in the middle of us being heated, having a conversation. And now, because it's been 20 minutes. So we're a little bit um, like, what were we talking about? So yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, over here. Yeah, it's fine. We'll we'll get back into it for the most part, but like we're not able to pick up exactly where we left off. But what I was thinking when I was like, oh, this might be where the podcast ends while I was sitting on my couch just waiting for the Wi-Fi to come back. Um, I did really want to talk about abundance and scarcity energy and how it literally impacts your life. And we didn't quite get there yet. So like, yeah, let's hop into that. Let's just completely shift. Um, so like where I think a lot of people are in scarcity or in lack one with money, let's not, let's call a spade a spade. A lot of people love to blame their problems on money. They love to be like, I can't do that because I don't have the money for it. And that's not to say that that's not your current reality, right? Like I'm not, I'm I'm not saying that that's not the situation, but I'm saying is if you keep blaming money your whole life, money is never going to support you. Like we have to shift it to like, okay, if that is for the mission, if that's for my highest and best, if that's for the universe's highest and best, right? Because this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, how can we get the money? How can we get the money? How can we allow ourselves to seek out other opportunities? Those sorts of things. So that's like, I'm not even going to talk about money, but anyways, so scarcity in other ways, right? People think that there's not enough, just not enough this, not enough resources, not enough time, not enough friends, not enough, you name it. That's just being in scarcity in your life. And that's going to shift over to every other part of your life, right? A lot of people think a lot of people are in scarcity with their health. Mm -hmm. And again, I am not trying to invalidate your current experience, but we have to make a mental shift in order to see the physical shift. Again, I was telling my clients yesterday, I was like, I've worked with a lot of people and you cannot wait for the physical shifts to happen in order to make the mental shifts because you will never get the physical shifts that way. Oh. I'm like, you can't wait for the symptoms to go away in order to feel like a healed person or in order to believe that your body can heal. Mm-hmm. That's not how that's, it just doesn't happen that way. It just doesn't. Yeah. My, my periods got drastically better when I stopped thinking about how every month was going to suck and instead was like, I'm fine. Like it's going to be fine. Or like, celebrate, clearly, like, there was other things I was doing, but you know, I wasn't viewing myself as somebody exactly. who had to be in bed every month. Exactly. And I had a client who was constipated um, and she relied on heavy doses of magnesium to poop every single day, like came mm-hmm. to me like that and was like, yes, this is my reality. And I was very straightforward about, with her because she was someone that I felt I could be. And I was like, we are going to have to shift that, right? Like if you wake up every day and if you don't poop instantly, you're like, oh no, what if I don't poop today? Oh my God, am I going to poop? Like if that's your constant state of thinking, you're putting yourself in a stress out state, it's never going to happen, right? Like you have to shift to like, it'll happen. It'll happen, right? Like I have faith that my body knows what it's doing, that it's going to be fine. And surprise, she's not constipated anymore. 
yes, we had to do some very real physical things and I'm not going to deny that, but like, you also have to shift the mental aspect. Like you said, you're not dreading your period. You're not like, Oh my God, it's going to be so bad. It's gonna be, uh. Like, that's just not how you heal. Yep. Yeah. And I have so many people who bring up the constipation thing too. Um, because like, I get it. You're constipated. That's all you can think about because <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Like you want to poop, but if that's like you said, if that's all you're thinking about every single day, well, I'm constipated, I'm backed up, I'm constipated, I'm yep. backed up. Yeah. Your brain's going to tell your body that you're backed up and you can't go. Yeah. And for that one client, it was like, we had to shift her into being able to trust her body and being able to know that if she doesn't poop today, it's going to be fine. She's going to poop tomorrow and every other day after it, right? Like it's going to be fine. It is like, you have to just shift into that level of trust and that level of like abundance and health. So I think one of the main things that got me to heal one getting out of mold, but two, every single morning, um, for me, I know King was like, King did a lot more for me than just the physical stuff, right? Like it was a, it was a tangible thing that I could say every single cup of this, I drink, I am closer to healing. And when I was taking my supplements every single day, it was every single pill, like is just shifting me in the right direction. Right. I always say I would see like a little, like a bar, like not a bar graph, but one of those things where like, you're trying to get to a hundred percent. And like every little thing, I would visualize it as adding more, adding more to the tank, adding more to me getting to be fully healed every single day. Right. Like I'm not trying to invalidate your experience, but you also have to shift the meaning and the mindset around the experience. And I get it. I have clients who are like, I've been sick for 10 years. How am I supposed to believe any different? Or there are people who I will say, do you believe that you can heal? And they'll say, of course I do. Otherwise I wouldn't still be looking for answers. And I very lovingly say that's not the same thing as believing you can heal. Cause it's not. that one hurts a lot of people that I'm like, just continuing to look for answers does not mean that you inherently believe that your body can heal. It means that you're not willing to give up, which I love for you, but they're very Mm -hmm. different things. An answer and healing are two different things. In my opinion, like an answer, like I can give you an answer as to why you're not healing, but if you don't apply that answer, then you're not, if you don't believe that that answer is going to work for you. Exactly then that's not going to help you because you can come to me and we can have that breakthrough call. And I can say you absolutely can heal. Right. But if you don't believe it, not going to change it. I can believe it all you want. I can believe it all you want, Mm -hmm. but do you believe it? Yeah. Right. Like seeing the abundance of health, seeing how every single thing that you're putting in your body is contributing to your health instead of, okay, you had symptoms for 20 minutes that day. Right. But a lot of people will let that shift their mindset into seeing like, Oh, I'm not healthy. It's not working, but you had symptoms. Okay. But what about all the other shit you're doing contributing to your health? Are you going to let those symptoms knock you back? A lot of people do. Mm -hmm. And that's why everyone doesn't heal. I'm not going to lie. That's why everyone doesn't heal because not everyone fucking believes it. There's a lot of people out there who are like, I've tried all the things I haven't healed and I'm sorry. And I, my heart goes out to you. Right. But like a lot of it has to do with emotional mindset stuff. Mm-hmm. You can apply the physical. Most of it. Most of it has to do with truly, the emotional. truly like, especially if you said, like you said, somebody that comes to you that it's like, I've been sick for 10 years. I've tried everything. And I'm like, that's, that's, why all, still yeah, sick. that's always an emotional thing. And I'm like, that's right. 
it's become such a part of your identity and it's Mm -hmm. become such a part of who you are. Yep. So how can you let that go? How can you let it go? Sit in that for a second, right? And a lot of people don't want to change the mental, emotional stuff because their fear is, well, what if my whole life changes? Mm -hmm. What if it does? It's harder to change than it is to just, even though it sucks where you're at right now, just mentally, it's harder to change, even if it could be better. Mm. Our nervous system, our subconscious mind chooses safety over unsafety, right? It chooses what we know because it feels safe. Even if Mm -hmm. what we don't know is far, far better than our current reality. Because it just doesn't know. It's going to choose what it does know. So you have to shift that shit. You have to, like you said, it's, it's just so challenging because what if your life is better? What if your life could be better than you ever fucking imagined? Mm -hmm. If you had told me. I guess we're going on probably six or seven years ago. I would be in this place in my life. I wouldn't have believed you. Same. Right? Like I wouldn't have believed you because it would be so far-fetched for my brain when I first started having symptoms in my senior year. If you could have told me all these things about myself, I don't know if I would have made these choices, right? Because it was, it's so different from the reality I experienced then. Mm -hmm. But it's so much better. That's what I think about a lot too. When I get down, I'm like feeling frustrated or just like that. I'm not doing enough or not gaining enough things. I think about like 20 year old Emily would be so freaking happy with where you are right now. Yeah. Your life could be so much better than you imagine if you just allow yourself to heal things within yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, you may have to let go of people and you may have to let go of things, but it's probably for the better. To let go of how you view yourself. You're going to have to let go of a lot of stuff. Let's just be honest. Like you cannot heal in the life that made you sick. If you're doing all the same things, if nothing has changed except for supplements and diet, it's going to be pretty challenging. If you're around the same people, the same energies, doing the same things, whatever that is, right? Like, what if your life could be better? It can be better. I know. Right? Like, 21-year-old Courtney would have never imagined being in this place. Yeah, seven years ago. I don't drink. You would have slapped me upside the head if you would have told me that. (laughs) It's just funny. It's just funny because I truly had to release everything that was keeping me sick. Which was a lot. I'm happy with the way my life is, though. Like, I, I always say I do have less friends, but, like, I have more quality friends. Yeah. And I was talking to a friend the other day, and she was like, you're, like, one of my friends that just doesn't judge me. And I was like, I'm so sorry that you think that all your friends in your life have to be judgmental people. And she's like, well, and I'm like, I'm just so sorry that you think that because that's not the way it has to be. 
I relate to that though, because I, <laughs> I strive to be that non-judgmental person because I've spent so much of my life feeling judgment from other people mm. or you know maybe it was just one of those things where I was thinking that's how they were viewing me yeah I it's interesting so I was talking to this friend and we were having the conversation because she was saying that like she has a lot of convenience friends in her life a lot of friends she does stuff with but she keeps it very much at arm's length mm-hmm because they're judgmental because they do all that stuff. Right. And she's like, and those just aren't like the type of people I want to be close to me. Whereas very different perspective. I cut out all of those people purposely. I would rather have less people in my life and be at peace with it and know that like any of that shit, that's going to happen, but it's totally fine. Right. Like we just have different perspectives about it. I would rather be by myself. Mm-hmm. Do you still judge people or are you just, yeah. What's your. No, I strive to not judge people. Like, I feel like I've always been a very non-judgmental person, but especially since getting older, I'm like, I just, I don't, I don't judge people because you almost never know ever. their full story ever. And you don't know what their experiences are, how they're viewing something in their head. You just don't know. And so like, I'm like, I don't have any business judging someone because I don't like it when it's done to me. Yeah. And I think about points in my life where like, I was very much judging myself because I also thought other people were judging me and like based on my outside appearance, so on and so forth. And I think that that's what made me a non-judgmental person. And not that I was like ever very judgy, but I think that I really shifted because it was like, I knew what I looked like to the outside world and I knew it was going on internally mm-hmm. and they were very different. So that's why I was like, I just never, n- never judge a book by its cover. Yep. You never know what's going on in someone's life. Mm-hmm. Like even when, when somebody cuts me off in traffic, like your instinct is to get mad at them. And I'm just like, you know what? Maybe you have somewhere to be. Maybe you have an emergency, like have a good day. Yeah. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I'm I'm sure it's more important to get there fast to you than it is to me. Yep. No, but that's the truth. Like switching that, switching that shift, that whatever, switching the switch. Nice, nice, Courtney. <laughs> Flipping the switch. That's what I meant. Flipping that switch is like going to be really important, right? Like, I don't know. I just think that that there, like I said, there were times in my life, like I think of when I was coming off of being bedridden and I was so fucking skinny and I judged myself so hard because I wanted to be muscular again. And like me going into the gym, I don't think I ever would have judged anyone who was super skinny in the gym, but just me going into the gym, like I was so fucking insecure because I know what I used to be and I know what I was trying to get to. And so like, maybe people judge me, maybe they didn't, but I always thought of that, like never judge a book by its cover because no one would know by looking at me that I had just been bedridden for two months. Like, how would you know that you would just think I was someone super skinny trying to put on weight Mm -hmm. or trying to get muscular. Yep. But like, obviously that's a huge extreme, but also there are extremes out there that we don't even know about people. Yep. Yeah. That was one of those times I was like, and I also think of like, when I used to blow, 
like when I used to blow people off because I was having digestive issues, it was because I was having such bad digestive issues, but I didn't want to tell people any, anything about it. Like I just wanted to keep it internal. And so I'm like, even that stuff, like, even if you think like, oh, they're just blowing me off, like try not to judge unless you know the whole story, just because I'm like, I was judging myself so hard. And that was one of the things I had to let go of. Like I said, making excuses and judgment and all of that stuff that just like that stuff really helped me heal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Getting over being embarrassed about things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck it. I don't, we, we've been through a lot. We don't, I don't have any, I literally don't have the emotional energy for that bullshit. Yeah. I don't have emotional energy for stuff that's making me better. Yep. <laughs> Come on. Like I said, it's hard enough to keep tabs on my close personal friends. <laughs> hard enough. I was my, I was talking to, I was talking to my best friend the other day and she was saying something about that too. She was like, oh, you don't need that friendship. And I was like, we literally have a hard enough time keeping track of each other. And it's like, we are very close and we try to FaceTime once a month. Like you think I actually have energy for that? I'm like, no. And like, yeah. obviously I could have the energy for that, but like, I'm not going to devote my energy to that. Mm -hmm. a couple quality people that's all you need yeah which is again if you had told 21 year old Courtney that this was what life looked like I don't know that I would have got on this journey <laughs> I don't know that I would have chosen that path in the game of life but you wouldn't have chosen it because you would have been scared I totally would have been scared I would have been like I don't want I don't want my reality to look mm -hmm. like that what, what are you talking about yeah you would have been scared about how good it can be I also would have been scared about getting there, the yeah. path, right? Like mm -hmm. if you could have just transported me here, like maybe I would have done it, but like the path would have been terrifying. Yeah. And that's why a lot of us don't know what our life is. Like you don't, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, the next day, because a lot of the times we wouldn't make the decisions we do if we knew it was on the forefront. Mm -hmm. But again, like imagine how good it could get. Yep. So that was fun. Just a we will, we will leave you with that. Us. Just, yeah. just imagine. Mm -hmm. Just you think about it. You don't have to know what every single step looks like. If you can see what it looks like on the other side, one step at a time. Just know that you can get up all of those steps to get where you want to be. Yep. Trust in something, right? God, the universe, whatever you want to call it. We all believe different stuff, but most people believe in some sort of something. Yeah. Quantum physics, right? It's all the same. Like the song says, you have to believe in something or you'll fall for anything. It's a song. It's a country song. So if you're not into country, you <laughs> I'm in the country, but I've heard that for other stuff. But anyways, it's, I think it's an Alan Jackson song. Pretty sure it's an older one. But I like it. I find it motivating. Okay, so where can the people find you? You can find me at Emily Joy Wellness everywhere. What about you? At the T H E rooted in health. Woohoo. And if you like this episode, please give us a rating, a review, subscribe, share it with your friends, anything and everything. Tag us. We would yes, we would love you guys. And we will catch you in the next episode.